0: $100 million in jury verdicts and settlements for serious injury victims, medical malpractice victims, and surviving family members of wrongful death victims. Trial Lawyers for Justice. This is a firm that does not handle frivolous lawsuits. They go after insurance company money, and they're darn good at it. They don't sell their clients out or settle cheaply. Trial Lawyers for Justice, the firm that goes the distance for you their client they treat their clients the way you would want your own family members taken care of nicholas rowley dominic Pachota, and the other trial lawyers in the firm at trial lawyers for justice dedicated to representing the people and their families in iowa minnesota south dakota wisconsin illinois california wyoming and many other states trial lawyers for justice 100 million dollars in settlements and jury verdicts already in 2016 888-811-0844. Trial Lawyers for Justice.
1: Listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, today's show is going to be special because we're going to have two guests on. Who are our guests today?
2: Why don't you introduce them well, for a chance? okay. You uh, always of- asking me? Yeah, well, you go ahead. You. <laughs> all
1: right. <laughs> so, first of all, we're going to get uh, Vern Glenn back on the phone. Uh, Vern was uh, one of our co hosts for years, and then uh, he uh, had to kind of bow out as being a, a co host, but but he comes on as a guest periodically, and then we're going to welcome back Russell Jackman, who is the wrestling manager. That was really fun last time we had him on. He's going to join us in the next next segments also. All right, and uh, let's see. I'm sure he'll have some fun stories about uh, the the you know, big time wrestling type things. Sure. All right, we had a lot of fun last time. We'll have a lot of. A lot of fun this time too. So at each trivia question, uh, since it's going to be baseball season here, we're in uh, spring training. We're going to ask some baseball, baseball trivia. Baseball. All right. And this segment. Where does that come from, anyway? Baseball. uh, That is, um, uh, you know, uh, this week in this week in baseball. Oh yeah, with Mel Allen. Mel Allen. There we go. There you go. Mel Allen. Mel Allen
2: was voice of the Yankees for almost, I think, about thirty years. I I got. Well, it's a long story. I can't tell you. Isn't he also the cartoon
1: characters too? No.
2: No, no, Mel Blank. Mel Blank, yeah, there go. we go.
1: Close Thank enough. You. That was Russell Jackman in the yeah. uh, background there. Good
2: Facebook friend of mine, by the way. Russell. <laughs> Russell's one of my loyal, uh, you know, we have a good time. He, uh, he keeps he keeps things lively on our, keeps on our page. It keeps you it real. Haven't,
3: you haven't blocked me yet. <laughs> <laughs> I will
2: not block Russell. We are of like minds.
3: <laughs> okay, here we go. All
1: right, so this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are still currently yielding 7.5%. They were 8%, but, you know, rates came down a little bit, so they're at 7.5%. By the way, Not I just bad. want to
2: say this about Russell. Russell is better in person than he is on Facebook. Oh, really? I, that's a compliment.
3: Yeah. I was thinking I'm, I'm just a hanger-on
2: here, no, here no, until no. you no. kick me out. Oh, so. I thought you
3: meant he's
1: better looking on, on uh, better person. Better looking,
2: better person, better, more interesting, more yeah, yeah, articulate. Oh my you gosh, know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I he's really just, appreciate the compliment. Yeah, yeah, Thank no, you. That's true. It's Thank very you. True.
1: Do you. Do you owe money? No, <laughs> no but we, we we
3: are fellow Tiburonians. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's That's right. how that comes. All
1: right. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back.
4: Yosemite Gold Country Lodge has been called by guests a hidden gem, a beautiful place, and a great place with down-home country charm. A stay at Yosemite Gold Country Lodge means that you'll be in the Historical Gold District, close to Yosemite. In addition to complimentary Wi-Fi, each room is equipped with a fireplace, and you could take advantage of the spa tub and a complimentary continental breakfast. Call 209-878-3400. YGCLodge.com.
5: What do you do if your child can't hear or speak? Where do you go? Wine Garden
0: Children's Center provides innovative and effective therapy and education services to children with hearing and communication challenges to show that these children can have a voice. Support our programs by attending Tea Off for Our Kids, our benefit golf tournament on Monday, April 17th, hosted at the exclusive Peninsula Golf and Country Club in San Mateo, with lunch, golf, and
6: dinner included. Buy tickets or support today at listenspeaklearn.org With the weather changing and plenty of sunshine heading our way, water sports seem to be on everyone's mind. For fun in the sun and water, 101 Surf Sports, located in San Rafael, is your destination. Honored as being the nation's number one stand-up paddleboard shop by the action water sports industry, 101 teaches stand-up paddle paddling, kayaking, windsurfing, kiteboarding, and surfing. Plus, you can rent or buy any equipment you need for your favorite water sport activity. Google 101SurfSports.com or call 415-524-8492.
1: Welcome back to Sports Econ One Hundred and One. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who's on our phone? Today? Now we
2: got Vernon Glenn, our old friend, who's been with uh, KPIX uh, radio, radio television. See, I've been got radio on the brain, <laughs> and before that, KRON television. And Vernon is right in the middle of covering a, an important sports story. Uh, by the way, Vernon, what are you covering? What is the story? Can you on can- my
8: way to Golden Gate Fields? When's the last time you guys were there?
2: Oh my God! It's been that's a been while. a while. Yeah, it's been at least. Hey, we're, years. hey we're
8: we're pipping up an upcoming race, the El Camino Derby, one of the oldest races out west, and uh, got a couple of stories brewing. So, uh, working for the uh, the mighty Channel Five, uh, doing the, the human interest angle on this All Star Weekend. Hey, are they, they going to yeah. let
1: you ride a horse?
8: <laughs> no, no, no. I know that no, if it can't, there's there's this one horse that's uh, that, that's in this race, it, it's it's uh. Uh, 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 what's the name of that horse? Uh, he, uh, not heaven can wait, but it's something like that, yeah. and uh, and and it's owned by a a horse-shoer.
7: Hmm. So That's huh. not a
8: horseshoer! Wow, that's a horseshoer. We're going to be able to afford a horse.
7: Yeah, oh, that's a good. Anyway, idea. We're,
8: so we're going to go check that out, check out the favorite, and just kind of give give <laughs> uh, give the ponies. Some love today. Yeah, and
1: by the way, my question had nothing to do with your stature, but it was you know you, you people don't know around the country you you were known as Mister Involvement because you would you know jump out of planes and and ride motorcycles oh, fifty yeah, miles well, an hour into brick walls and stuff. And I've, I've ridden the
8: ponies.
1: You've ridden the ponies,
2: yeah, okay? Yeah.
8: There, there Vernon, you go, <laughs>
2: Vernon. And, and he's very comfortable with in his own skin. He's only yeah. I think you're five three, Vernon. Is that right?
8: Five three, five four, and a good day. Yeah. <laughs> it, but
2: but this guy has is not afraid to try to do anything in terms of a physical activity when he was younger, especially. Um, and it just makes the sports that much more interesting. Well, I love
1: the hockey one. Yeah, where, where you went against the uh, Hanson brothers, right?
8: That's right. That's oh, right. that's right. <laughs> oh, now that's shot. Now the ripe old age. I, I've hit the double nickel in age. I can't. The body did not recover as much.
2: Did they make it easy mm-hmm. on you at least, or did they knock you into the boards a few times?
8: Hell oh, no! have a free shot in a report? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: Oh boy! Hey, I gotta ask you. Let's be serious here. I, I, the other night, we're watching a game as we speak. It was last night's game. Uh, Draymond Green, the Warriors' fiery All-Star forward, gets kicked out of the game. The Warriors are playing horrible basketball. They're losing at halftime to the Sacramento Kings of all teams, and a
1: ticky-tack foul, really, and a, and a ticky-tack
2: yeah. foul. But he gets—he is so beside himself. As Bill King, the great broadcaster, once said, "He's in high dudgeon. He's furious." <laughs> and. They come out in the second half, the Warriors do, and they score something like 28 out of 30 points in a period of about eight minutes, and the game is over. That might not have happened, Vernon, had it not been for Draymond Green kind of losing his grip, but it really isn't losing his grip, is it? It's, it's just part of who he is, and that's why
8: he's the leader. Hey, man, that's how he plays, man. plays with a passion.
2: Well, and it's and, not um,
1: the single, but it's he, double uh, that's, technical. That's
8: what he does. And then, and then when he goes, it's next man up. And, uh, and uh, boy, was it next man up. I mean, that... That game was so one sided, the uh, the third stringers had to come in the last five yeah. and a half and mop it up. <laughs> well, and steals. that's the
2: beauty, I think, of the Warriors. Though is that Steve Kerr knows how to blend in the younger players. He's got a good, a good deep bench. He's got two guys working with him, Mike Brown and uh, Ron Adams, who are both uh, you know terrific uh, assistant coaches. Not to mention Jason Collins. So this is a you know this team is deep. It's going to be tough to upend the Warriors.
8: All I want to see Steve Kerr blend in on all Star Sunday, are the four Warrior players and Russell Westbrook. That's what I want to see. That's must-see TV.
3: There you go. Westbrook
8: out there with the four guys, especially in KD, that he has uh, ambivalent feelings toward, and I want to see what happens.
2: Now speaking of the Warriors in in Oklahoma City and the connection with Kevin Durant, we're talking with Vernon Glenn. The uh, fans down in Oklahoma City were pretty rough on on Durant. <laughs> they called him a cupcake the other night, but he kind of had the final say, didn't he?
8: Sure did. He had the last lap. All he did do was just point him to the scoreboard, and, and 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 that's that. I mean, uh, geez, uh, Westbrook could have his forty seven points and do all he wants, but in the end, you know, it, it, it's about winning and it's about losing, and. uh Losing is all Oklahoma City had to show for it that night.
1: Uh, what, what was the big deal specifically between Westbrook and, and KD? Is the fact that, that KD didn't tell him ahead of time, hey, look, it I'm, I'm, looks like I'm going to get, uh, uh, wasn't get so moving? That
8: was so much left. It's just the way he did it. And, and, and the thought was that as, as, as tight as KD and Westbrook were, that at least, Westbrook felt that you know, hey, let's let, let's go hang and let's talk about this instead of finding out on social media. Mm. So I, you know, it, it'd be, I mean, if, I mean, yeah, I, I love my wife, but if she decides to leave me, she, she you know, she's not gonna leave a note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, a good point. I'm going to find out in other ways than that. Well, you know, I think uh, Vernon,
2: part of it was that Ke- uh, Kevin Durant is such a low-key kind of a guy, and I know it was a very tough decision for him to leave. I mean, leaving Oklahoma where he played for, what, seven years? He was he was an icon. And it to goes le- back
8: further than that. goes back to Seattle.
2: Yeah, it goes back to the Seattle days there. Where the, uh, with the Sonics who moved to Oklahoma yep. City. So, yep. uh, you oh, know, sure. maybe he just didn't feel comfortable enough, which I'm not defending him, but that's a normal human reaction, isn't it? Hey, you know, I don't like a movie. I get up and leave. I love it. Uh, Yeah, but but do they pay you
1: $100 million to leave the movie? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, we got you on the phone. I got to ask you about, uh, I know you're covering the stories of the day, and you'll probably go down to spring training. Uh, what's your make of what the Giants have done this off season? They picked up a, a closer. Their bullpen is going to have some young guys stepping into the four and sort of taking over for the core four guys of, you know, Javier Lopez is gone, and, of course, uh, the right-hander Sergio Romo and Santiago Garcia are gone. That, those are important uh, you know <laughs> spots to fill are they going to be able to do a good job with these younger pitchers uh, in middle well, they're
8: relief? just you know the, the Giants are in a position where they're they're so deep Bruce I mean on that whole team I mean we're talking about maybe a whole bunch of guys playing for maybe two position spots and then and, and then for the for, for the for the pitching staff I mean they went out and got melanson in the offseason so that takes care of your closer and so now you got to worry about your setup man and, and and they just had they just, just have an army of guys kinda ready to go. Yeah, and so I, I don't I don't think they really hurt that much at all. And in fact it, guys like Affelton and, and uh and, and Tim Hudson, you know, who 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 moved up, they're coming back as instructors. So yeah. so I, I like that the continuity kinda kind of keeps on keeping and I think that'll factor huge as these youngins filter into uh the
1: team. Hey, you know, but Vern, I know you got to cut uh, to uh, your story pretty soon. I, I I wanted to ask you guys a question while you were on the phone here. I was watching the, the Warrior game last night, and they put in eventually the third stringers. And, and watching these guys, I'm thinking, you know, if they were playing like Briante Weber, okay, he's brand new, just like the 10 day contract type thing, right? If he's playing with the first stringers, they're going to be concentrating more, the, the defense is on, on Steph and Clay, and that could allow. The, the rookie to, to, you know, get open a little bit more, et cetera. I mean, I'm thinking that it's not just the idea of playing with better players that makes you better, but if you're – if everyone is just kind of, you know, even-keeled, so to speak, I th- I would think it would be harder on you individually. You know what I mean?
8: Well, I think they're not going to put you out there. if They don't think you can do the job. I mean, there was a time when Steph Curry was just entering the league and a star of the team was Monte Ellis. People yeah. forget that. And, uh, and, 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 so when, 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 when Curry got his shot, he took advantage of his shot and then Ellis was gone. And then they, and then what happened?
1: Yeah. But if it's they're going to like better. double or if they're going to double team or even triple team somebody, you're going to be open. I guess is what well, that, I'm getting at. Well, that,
8: well, that, that, that comes with the offensive philosophy you have, the, the, the rapid ball boot, the constant moving, the constant, uh, you know, backdoor cuts and you know, all that kind of stuff. So it, it's, it, it, it it's, it, it, it's what it's what it works with Golden State. It's what it works with Cleveland. And it works with the with, with the players that are always there at the top.
1: All right, hey Vern, we know you, you've got to go. We don't want to keep you any longer. You're covering a story, and we're going to. have the
8: great Sam Spear. He who, who pretty much built this racetrack with his bare hands. All right.
2: All right, say hi to Sammy for us. He's uh, he's been around this Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, for almost I think 45 years working in sports.
8: And as Sam always says on his show, I'll see you. Right. Right,
1: he's trying. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Vern, for joining us. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Right,
2: fellas. Okay, take, take bye, fellas. Take care. Thanks again, Vern. All You're right. A great guy. Vernon Glenn is is uh, unique. In, uh, every. I think everybody has to have some kind of little signature or a little edge or whatever, but he has has developed the niche here in, in 26 years now? In the yeah, Marians? something like that.
1: Wow. Uh, too bad he wasn't on the phone because he won't hear this uh, sports trivia question. Oh, okay. Here's our base first baseball question. And we're going to bring Russell Jackman on. Yes, Netflix. we will. yeah. What baseball manager was ejected a record 91 times? All right. When we come back, if you guys can't figure it out, then we're going to give you some hints, all right? right. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with our wrestling manager. You're going to kick me out of the game? (laughs) What
6: are you saying? (laughs) Stay
1: with us. Russell Jackman will be joining us when we come back.
9: Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400.
0: your process lower your monthly mortgage payments save your home and your credit but you must act now call 800-274-7312 800-274-7312 not available in all states paid non-attorney spokesperson
1: welcome back to sports econ 101 again i'm edward brown your host along with bruce mcgallan here was our first baseball baseball trivia question what baseball manager was ejected a record 91 times?
2: I'm going to bring in our, our next guest, Russell Jackman, who, who has the same answer that I was going to give because I can't think about anybody else either.
3: Well, yeah, I was thinking Billy Martin with all the many, how uh, uh, legendary he was. They even made a Miller Lite commercial that's right. based oh, that's right. on his that. uh, that's right. getting ejected.
1: And yeah. you would be wrong.
3: Oh, no. But it
1: is somebody you've heard of. John
2: okay. McGraw? No, no. He was, no, he no was that, was, that was too long ago. Yeah, but that was thirty. he, yeah. he managed for 30 years. That's true. And
1: it certainly uh, but back
3: then, they didn't kick him out as
1: much as they he, he only, would kick them out. My yeah.
3: only the guess was Lasorda.
1: No? Uh, no? Okay, so here's a hint. Uh, he managed for 17 years. Okay. Now, the re- reason um, I wanted uh, Vern to hear this is because—where does Vern come from?
2: Uh, he, oh, I know what the, Okay, it is. go it's ahead. Earl Weaver. Earl Weaver. Yeah. In Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, Earl was feisty. I remember talking to Earl after a game—this is about 1985—and he was standing there with a towel around his waist. He'd just gotten out of the shower— Uh, no clothes on, the towel around his waist, his hair is going every which way but loose. He has a chicken bone in the right hand. He's got a beer in the left hand. He's chewing on the chicken and talking with his mouth half full of chicken, and his eyes are wild, and he's... he's you know, doing this gesticulating with a chicken bone about how a guy shouldn't have run the second base, you know, but hey, got to take chances. Yeah. As long as the towel stayed up. The towel did stay okay, up. Okay, thank, thank goodness. God for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Although, if you want something not safe for work, go and Google uh, a, a Earl Weaver rant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you'll get some audio that, you know, you oh, want to yeah. put the kids to bed That's before right. you listen to. Yeah, That whole
2: thing was kind of a setup, but it, there's a little bit of truth to it, too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So,
1: uh, that voice, that other voice you heard was Russell Jackman, and we've had Russell on before because he is a wrestling manager amongst other talents. And uh, we thought, you know, we haven't had... Wrestling on the uh, show for quite a while. So, well, yeah,
2: what, what do you do for a living, though? What's your well? Your... I,
3: I'm a computer consultant. Okay. I run a uh, computer consulting services okay. um, here in Marin County. But uh, uh, for 15 years, I was a manager for a number of different independent wrestling federations here in Northern California, including uh, uh, All Pro Wrestling and uh, Pro Wrestling Iron and uh, California Championship Wrestling. And I currently am advising and helping out a. Uh, Wrestling for Charity Federation. And, and you Bay play two. the bad guy, don't you? I, not so much anymore really? now. Oh, oh sort of like,
1: wasn't Hulk Hogan originally a bad guy and yes, turned into a good guy? Yeah, yeah he was yeah. Sterling
3: Golden, which was most it, people, that was his I, name. No, I didn't remember that. was that. That. his name when he started out. Well, for his real name Terry Belay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he started off as Terry Boulder. Then he was turned into Sterling Golden. Not Thunderlips. No, and he was managed, he- he was managed <laughs> by a guy you guys know, Classy Freddie Blassie. Oh, yeah. You guys remember that. yes. Freddie Blassie. Yes,
2: I do remember that name. I don't, I don't I, I'm not a remember. big wrestling fan, although when I was a kid, I used to watch it religiously. Yeah. Here in the Bay Area, we had the, the wrestling group would come through town, and there was a guy- named Roy Shire. Well, the, I remember a guy named Ray, Ray Stevens. Oh yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, sure. Blonde hair. Yeah, and he was a bad guy at first. Yeah. Then he became a good guy.
3: Bearcat Wright.
2: Yeah. Yes. Pepper Gomez. Yeah, oh,
3: yeah. Red Pepper G- Gomez Pat Patterson. Lived here in Marin for a while. Oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he did. He was well-known at Marin <coughs> Joes. Oh. Well, my
1: favorite was Rocky Johnson, who is Dwayne Johnson, the oh, Rock's father. That's right. The okay. soul man. Yeah? Wow.
3: Yeah. That, uh, uh, Roy Shire's Federation was the one that, that ran big-time wrestling. And back then, wrestling was a more regional thing. You mm. didn't have the... WWE, yeah. so to speak, yeah. running WWF everything. Back well, back then it was the WWWF, Worldwide right, Wrestling right. Federation. Uh, okay, there you go. That, that was owned by Vince's father. Vince McMahon. i got to ask, ask you, though, Senior. We yes. watch,
2: you know, there are a lot of people out there listening to this show who are not wrestling fans, but they find the whole thing interesting. But they say to themselves, I'm not going to watch something that's fake. It's actually not fake. It's real, because Spaged. they are throwing it. But we, a lot right. of the, the outcome... How often is the outcome uh, you know, managed ahead of time? You're not supposed to win this match, but you can give it a good go. Yeah, the, the wrestlers
3: know going in who's going to win almost all the time. But there are things that happen in the ring that cause you to have to change what goes on and like call it, the match Like short. if you're
1: going to get hit on, on the head with a
3: chair? No, it's like <laughs> you break your neck. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That, that'll, yeah, that'll you change got the outcome to, they, 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 The term is calling a match home. And it means when a guy is so injured that he can't continue, the ref usually finds out from that because the guy's on his back saying, "I'm out of it," you know, "I can't move my shoulder," <laughs> yeah. or you know, something along those lines. He whispers it to the the ref, and the ref tells the other guy, "Okay, just go ahead and just, pin just him." Pin him, yeah, yeah. And so I've I've seen guys break their legs just doing a simple leapfrog. Mm. And one time mm. when I was training with a valet. She was bouncing off the ropes, and she was short. She was about 4'8", okay? (laughs) So not like the 6'10 guys that you have in the ring. And so her her neck went right to where the rope was. Now, you think the rope is some big rubber band type thing, but what it really is is it's a steel cable with rope coiled around it or sometimes a garden hose type thing Mm -hmm. that's covered in electrical tape, basically. And so this girl hit... The the rabbit punch spot on the back of your head. Ouch. And oh. she just flopped right down in front of us like she had been shot in the back of the head. She just bounced off the ropes, hit the back of her head, and just boom, flat on her face. Knocked and unconscious? Knocked unconscious. Wow. And she never got in the ring again. Did, wow. did she break her neck on that one? No, she didn't, she didn't break her neck, but she knocked herself Boy, out. It, it reminds got me of the movie Million Dollar yeah. Baby. Yeah. Remember that uh, oh, movie, yeah. right? Oh, with yeah. Hillary Swank and yeah. you know,
1: she gets cold cocked and The lands ring on is the chair. full
3: of dangerous stuff, though. Sure. I mean, people say it's it's all fake and everything, but I've seen anytime you're being thrown around. Well, especially with a guy, three,
1: four hundred pounds. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. But yeah. even I've seen even smaller folks get severely injured because you just take one of the rolls incorrectly, yeah. you take one of the falls incorrectly. You do it right, you can take a fall all the way from the top of a cage, you know, onto the mat and you'll land correctly and you'll be fine. Well, cuz you do see the the floor bounce
1: Fairly, you know, it gives a little bit.
3: It gives, but it's not anything that you'd want to no, like spend a Saturday not. afternoon falling on top yeah. of. It, except that's what I did for over a year.
1: <laughs> well, I remember the you know the the big thing years ago happened to be with um, Andy Kaufman.
3: He's one of the guys that I've modeled my career after. Yes. Oh, really? Yes.
1: <laughs> and if you remember, there was a big thing where he was calling out the women
3: wrestlers, and he'd get in the ring. intergender champion. Yeah. intergender champion.
1: And I'm guessing, was any of that part staged? That was,
3: no, a lot of that was legit. He was but, really beating those women up and, and because those women wanted to win the challenge gotcha. and be able to, to do it. And he wanted to prove that he was, it, it was all part of his way of what they call generating heat. Yeah. You know, by beating up ladies in the South, it <laughs> was – and all of the stuff he did was in the South. Oh, it was, was all it? part okay. of the Memphis Wrestling Federation. Okay. And wow. so he really, he really hated Southerners, and huh, he huh. really couldn't stand just about everything about them. Really? And okay. so he used that sort of thing to motivate him to, 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 to generate this – Kind of character for himself See, I that he couldn't stand. I
1: thought it was more of a you know Billy Jean King, Bobby Riggs type of you know women can't compete with men type of thing. No, it was
3: more to southern offend women. the southern really? sensibilities. Oh, well, think about I, I, that. That
2: raised their ire and also makes it a lot more compelling to watch because you got a real villain out there. Yeah. I mean, he's a crazy villain that we're <laughs>
3: that you recognize, but he's just a nasty guy. Then. You you want some? Uh, you really want to laugh? Give yours. Go onto YouTube and look up "I'm from Hollywood." which is with Andy Kaufman. And that's all about his wrestling experience in Mid-South. Okay, but then what happened was there was... uh, Letterman.
1: Yes. But what was the... uh, Come on, who was the guy, the wrestler, the guy?
3: Uh, Jerry Lawler. Jerry
1: Lawler. Okay, so... You know, and and I, I tell you, they acted really, really well because it, from the audience watching it, it sure sounded like Jerry Lawler was basically saying, "Yeah, you can beat up women, but you can't beat up a guy wrestler." Correct. And then there was the challenge there. You, don't you know that? that I, I, David I Letterman vaguely, had no yeah. idea. David yeah, Letterman yeah.
3: had no idea any of that stuff was going to and, happen.
1: And the thing oh. is, and then you know, Lawler and and Kaufman are on the show, and they're kind of arguing a little bit, and once he get slaps, and then he gets popped. Well, Jerry, you know? Jerry
3: Lawler. And and Annie Kaufman were going back and forth, and uh, uh, Andy Kaufman threw coffee oh, in the face right. yeah, of yeah, yeah. Jerry Lawler, okay, and then remember. he got up and yeah. slapped him and knocked him over the couch. Yeah, and and
2: that wasn't that wasn't fake, huh? No, right. that was that, okay. That, that was, was, that was fake. fake,
1: and then they so they get into they well they get into the ring. Actually, they got in the ring before him because he, they he had, did a pile yeah, driver yeah, he had a, and he broke and he and he hurt his neck. Yes, but again. That it sure seemed well. They were good actors because yeah. it sure seemed real. But well, do, great you, you
2: have to be a good athlete
1: to do that. Sort I know, of thing but how too. do you how do you fake a
3: pile driver? Well, and Andy got roughed up pretty good. I mean, I he he gave to the some people just look at getting beaten up in the ring. As one of those badges I know, but of pal- courage. but uh, if you watch that pile driver,
1: it's it's not just he falls down; he jumps up, and the first thing that hits is is his head.
3: Yeah. Well, he's got his hands. Uh, if you look, he's got his hands underneath his legs, and and okay. oh, Lawler. Okay. The, the good thing about Kaufman was he's was so light, so Andy could be held up by Jerry Lawler pretty easily. Gotcha. But pile drivers are incredibly dangerous. Yeah, oh. and yeah. they have been banned. Oh damn. no! No okay. one. No, they. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. broke his. Uh, broke Owen Hart's. Uh, Owen Hart broke Stone Cold Steve Austin's neck wow. with a pile driver. and it just there have been a number of moves that recently have been so dangerous they had to be banned.
2: I got to ask you relating to that. And this, again, this is going back, and most of our listeners probably are are too young to remember this. But the, I, I, when I was a kid, I mentioned Ray Stevens. And he used to do this thing where he'd get up on the turnbuckle and fly down yeah. through the air and land on the guy. And it looked like he was taking his knee, putting it in the guy's knee. Yeah, neck. but you now that, but you could see, was not, fake. Because but I know. But I mean, was, yeah. how do you fake that? You're flying well, off because, the... Because... T- well, more you, more, you, more okay. impressively
3: was Pepper Gomez, uh-huh. the man with the cast iron stomach. Oh, yeah, he he would sure. invite people to go onto the second rope and jump and land with both feet on his stomach. Yeah. yeah. And he was fine. He just was, he just had a cast iron stomach. No, was he from Mexico or of a Mexican extraction? Mexican, or? yeah, he was Latino, but I think he grew up in Santa Barbara. Okay, I, and some, he, he was just, one of my favorites from from here, uh, or, and he spent a lot of time here in Napa and 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 in Marin well, County. And
1: and yeah. I'm wondering how many people are going to look at you as being a uh, quote a. Uh, uh, Not a bad guy per se, but it's like a magician giving uh, away all the secrets because you're telling us all the good stuff. All right, uh, we're going to cut to our second commercial break. Trivia question here. Baseball, we're talking. Who was the first major league player to pitch a ball over 100 miles an hour? Uh, That's our question, all right? Stay with us. Uh, First of all, if you have the answer to that, email edward at sportsecon101.com. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Hi, Sports Econ One Hundred and One listeners, I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals, getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sports econ one hundred and one dot com, your name
6: with the weather changing and plenty of sunshine heading our way water sports seem to be on everyone's mind for fun in the sun and water 101 Surf Sports located in San Rafael is your destination honored as being the nation's number one stand up paddleboard shop by the action water sports industry 101 teaches stand up paddle paddling kayaking, windsurfing, kiteboarding and surfing plus you can rent or buy any equipment you need for your favorite water sport activity google 101surfsports.com or call 415-524-8492
5: what do you do if your child can't hear or speak? Where do you go?
0: Wine Garden Children's Center provides innovative and effective therapy and education services to children with hearing and communication challenges to show that these children can have a voice. Support our programs by attending Tea Off for Our Kids, our benefit golf tournament on Monday, April 17th, hosted at the exclusive Peninsula Golf and Country Club in San Mateo, with
4: lunch, golf, and dinner included. Buy tickets or support today at listenspeaklearn.org. Yosemite Gold Country Lodge has been called by guests, a hidden gem, a beautiful place, and a great place with down-home country charm. A stay at Yosemite Gold Country Lodge means that you'll be in the historical Gold District, close to Yosemite. In addition to complimentary Wi-Fi, each room is equipped with a fireplace, and you could take advantage of the spa tub and a complimentary continental breakfast. Call 209-878-3400
7: So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA.
1: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question. Who was the first major league player to pitch a ball over 100 miles an hour?
2: Well, I don't think they were able to measure how fast a pitch was thrown or anybody really went to the trouble of measuring it till probably the nineteen. 19- I don't remember it ever being a thing when I was a kid. Maybe in the nineteen seventies or late sixties. Well, well, yeah,
1: exactly. So you can't even say Walter Johnson because they didn't know how fast he. I know Sandy
2: Koufax threw in the hundreds uh, once in a while, not very often. That's one of the reasons why he had to quit at the age of thirty he completely. Threw that, his own it was
1: up. actually well. Again, this question. is uh, this, but this it, it's probably
2: somebody. It's probably somebody of a lesser note. <laughs> of course, anybody's no, a lesser no, no, note no. than Sandy Koufax. Eh. Well, no,
1: no, no. <laughs> he's he's well known.
2: Okay. Uh, Nolan Ryan? Yes. Oh, okay. Nolan Ryan. Wow. They, they
1: determined that he was the, yeah. uh, the well, first one. Well, think
2: about it. Nolan Ryan broke into baseball in the late 60s. He 69 with the Mets. That's right. He yeah. was actually kind of a secondary pitcher yeah. on the Mets team that not only won the pennant, which was a stunner to begin with because yeah. they had finished the last, yeah. uh, you know, just seven years before. I mean, the worst team in baseball in the 62. But he was on a team that, that beat maybe one of the best teams of all time, the Baltimore Orioles, yeah. in five games. And three of those games all three in New York at Shea Stadium were all incredible games.
1: Oh, I still remember Ron Swoboda. Ron Swoboda
2: Ron, making that, a great catch. Great Tommy catch. Agee. Yeah. You know, guys like Don Clendennon and yeah. Al Weiss. And, I mean, you know, the list goes on and on. Jerry Gritty. Of course, Tom, terrific. Seaver. Yep. Jerry Kuzman. Yeah. Tug, Tug McGraw was a young pitcher then. That's and, right. Yeah, the great best players.
3: team of all time was the 2012 San Francisco Giants. Oh, don't so
2: remind the, well, me. Well, I've got a quick story oh, to tell uh, wait, you about wait, that. Two, two, he said 2012. 2012. I know. That's what I'm saying. Don't that's remind like, me. The 2012 – oh, you're oh, talking – Oh, 2012. Not 2002. I'm 2002. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. no, no. no that's I'm the saying frustrating the 2012 one. Giants, I thought, were well, the greatest back. team oh, I ever saw. Yeah, coming back from that's, the uh, – uh, you know, I didn't deaf- see deaf- the
3: Yankees, and I didn't see yeah. you know some yeah. of these other legendary teams. But the 2012 San Francisco Giants, I think if you look at them on paper, they're just as good as any of the teams that you just mentioned. And, the interesting, thing, well, and the interesting thing yeah.
2: is those three teams that won in 2010, 2012, and 2014, they were different – Parts, you know, for instance, uh, Marco Scudero didn't play on either one of the champions in 10 and 14, but he was a big part of the 12 Mm -hmm. championship team.
1: And Cody Ross was only on the 2010 team. And Edgar
2: Renteria, you know. But the the one constant has been Buster Posey, who's probably the most... Uh, uninteresting guy to talk to, but he's a really nice guy. But, I mean, he, I was talking to him the other day at the, at the Giants Fan Fest, and he was saying, I said, Buster, you're going to be 30 years old. Are you Are going to pace yourself? Like, oh, I don't need to pace myself. I'm in good shape. I work out. You know, he didn't say it boastfully. He just yeah, said yeah. it matter-of-factly.
1: How, how old is hundred Pence?
2: hundred Pence is going to be 30, I believe, 35 yeah, later this year. Yeah, I was going because I know he's getting old. Yeah, yeah, he get plays only one way, and that's all out. And so he's going yeah. to spend more time, unfortunately, on the DL. You know,
3: I, chances are. We need him to play 140 games uh, for us. Good luck <laughs> with <laughs> that. We won a World I, I,
2: Series. I think if you get 120 out of him, you're going to be fortunate.
3: Well, that's, that, the Giants need that because he's yeah. the guy that changes the lineup and makes it so that pitchers can't just pitch around guys like Buster Posey. See, think so it's far.
1: different in basketball where you can just constantly put players
2: in and out and in and yeah. out. In baseball, once you're out for the game, that's it.
3: Well, and the thing about the Giants is pitching.
2: A great starting pitching. They have maybe the best starting pitching they've ever had, and that's saying a lot. You know, I mean, I'm no disrespect to Tim Lincecum and came when he was in his prime. But you got Madison Bumgarner, Johnny Cueto, Jeff Samarja yeah. could be a, could a be. wild card, and then Matt Moore pitched the heck of a yeah. game eight innings of shutout ball against the Cubs, and Bruce Bochy took him out. So yeah. arguably, the key is their bullpen. Is, is yeah. Mark Melanson going to be a suitable closer? He should be. But what about the middle guys, the setup guys? You know, I
1: wonder how that would change the game if suddenly they said, you know what, you can – take players in and out all the time like uh, you can't in basketball ruin it, ruin it.
3: it's it's hard for a pitcher because when you get cold yeah. warming back up again you can't really do yeah. you know for other positional players maybe but I also think baseball is one of those momentum games where it's once you're warmed up and you're ready to go you're good but if you let yourself cool down a little bit it's hard to get you
2: well I was from a manager
3: way. standpoint where it's like ah, do I
1: want to use but the here, rest of these guys you know because I can't use a guy for just one inning and take him yeah. out and, you know.
2: here's my point where you don't mess with something that's perfect baseball. Baseball is a perfect game, and I yeah. know because I'm a
1: aficionado. A, well, there. I'm an aficionado, <laughs> but the game
2: has not changed radically since no. 1903. Yeah. Think about since it. the World Series. You yeah. know, the, the designated hitter is the most uh, yeah. significant thing. The strategy has changed the way the game is played on the field, but in terms of the rules, it's basically been the same for a hundred years. Well, they, cha- they years.
1: changed the number of balls. There was a time when there, it was five balls, six balls, seven balls. But multiple. that was, know, that was yeah. well
2: before... Uh, yeah, the 19. American and National Leagues became uh, part of Major League Baseball. And, and of course, there was
1: steroids.
2: The but that's, yeah, but that's
1: not part of the game per se, like the rules. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like like we're talking about the, where the foul lines, you know, the polo grounds, 505 feet. You know, But, you know, I a, think,
2: unfortunately, it's the kind of game where people are always going to have to get an edge because you're playing 160 games yeah. in what, 180 days. Yeah, I mean, you're playing baseball almost every day. And I hate that. I'm not rationalizing it or justifying it, but Willie Mays was said to have this uh, drink that he used to drink uh, called the Red Juice. And who knows what kind of concoctions he put in there? Probably just yeah. something simple, uh, you know, caffeine or you know yeah. some kind of herbal root but or that's, whatever. That's the other thing is the travel. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, yeah.
1: you know, we don't, as a as a fan. I don't think we think about that that much. But well, these you know, poor guys traveling poor back. Poor guys. And forth. Uh, let me tell you something. Yeah. I know. A hundred million tra- dollars a week. I traveled
2: <laughs> with the Giants well, for better than fifteen years, off and on. I went on about twenty trips. Yes, it's tough. Uh, your body clock gets all messed up. They get treated. You, your you travel. For, first of all, you have your own plane. You got your own row of seats. Your, your luggage is taken care of. You get to stay in the best hotels. Uh, you know. Okay, you, sign me up. And you have yeah. your own room. <laughs> I mean, no, no it's no, tough. Right. It is. You're away from home. You're changing. Yeah. Uh, you're changing time zones. You're under yeah. pressure. But you know, get used to it. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. old days, think about when the and during trains, the Willie Ma- during yeah. the Mays era. Well, yeah, during the trains. I mean, yeah. that was really back in the '30s and '40s, even '50s. But during the '60s and '70s, up until the 1970s, these guys did not travel on chartered flights. They traveled sometimes commercially, oh, well, you know, I mean, with the rest of every
3: with all of us. And to get, to get back <laughs> to the, the the subject that I'm here for, yes, is wrestlers right. have to travel. A, a crazy amount. Oh, really? And, they, yeah. and they, they're they treated as independent contractors, so there's no private jets for them or Ooh. anything like that. They have to make their own hotel arrangements. Is they're paid, a, they're
2: paid on a per... Yeah, you know, per, yeah, per yeah, match
3: yeah. or sometimes on sure. a year's salary, but they're never treated as actual employees of the WWE.
1: And- wow do they pay i can't imagine it'd be fair to pay someone more if they win versus if they lose especially if it's you know staged okay tonight you're gonna win
3: right no it's more they 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 calculate out what kind of a draw you are and where you are on the card if you're what you call a curtain jerker at the beginning you're not going to get very much and sometimes wrestlers are getting paid like five hundred dollars for their appearance in the ring yeah (laughs) for 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 some guys just well the fame of getting into you know saying that they were in on tv or something like that um i have one of my friends now who uh has become the women's champion of the wwe i've known her when she was just an independent wrestler in uh san jose by the name of Davina rose and she's now known as bailey
1: okay but the thing is funny she's become the but it's it's She's become because they they have decided that she's going to be the champion. But she
3: had to work hard and impress the yeah, fans like, to the yeah. point where they wanted to make her champion. Who's the Galler gotcha. was on
2: the cover of Sports Illustrated? Uh, Rouse, Rouse uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rousey is she still uh, a factor in in the uh, pro wrestling
3: circuit? She well, was not never wrestling. In. No, no, she's not She's mixed she's martial. A, uh, see, yeah, I, mixed and martial martial. I do cover. Yeah. I
2: do follow the MMA stuff as well. <laughs> I met a guy today having lunch who does that on the side. You know, just. For fun, he does it with yeah. It's not fun. He he says, (laughs) but he says it's really been good. I mean, he had some major problems with addiction and with alcoholism, Uh but he he did he never went to a rehab, never went to a group. He got out of that by. Forcing himself to do that, the the, the ultimate fighting, the martial wow. arts, and also just kind of cleaning up his life, you know, and, huh. and, and living a, a healthier
3: lifestyle, exercising, more eating, organic foods. Well, well,
2: well I, let's I, put it I, this re- way.
3: You do yeah. the MMA stuff and you aren't in perfect shape, yeah. you will have a very short career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, no, true. that's, that's really
1: vicious. Um, oh, boy. It's funny. I remember uh, being in Vegas, like, before the ultimate fighting, like, was really well known. And I remember seeing this like little entourage of people and and, and I kind of started laughing because I'm thinking, you know, who are these guys? I mean, what's the big deal? They're kind of
2: crazy looking, but they're amazing athletes. Yeah, I mean, but some of these guys, they don't look like
3: any old hooded stuff, right? But they're much more accessible than boxers. And they they have found a way to usurp the the fans that used to be boxing fans. Yeah. They're now mixed martial arts, ultimate fighting But But
1: here's the deal. So I, I just happened to go into the sauna and then some of these guys just happened to be in the sauna also, and so we just got to talking, he goes, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, going to be doing this fighting. I said, you know, I've heard of that, because, again, this is, this is years ago when it was just starting, you know? and Are you uh, talking
2: about the ni- 1990s, maybe?
1: Uh, uh, early 2000s, I think. Okay,
2: it's only been around for, yeah. Yeah, for, you know,
1: so it just, I mean, before it 18. really, you know, started getting, sure. b- b- before Chuck Liddell really kind of, you know, okay. you put it on okay. the map. Yeah. And, uh, and so I asked these, I go, you know, how much can guys make doing this? He goes, well, first prize is like a million dollars. Whoa. What?
3: Wow, like, that was it's just a lot more than case. that. Now,
1: no, oh, I yeah. know, but that was—I
3: mean—that was a lot of money. Yeah, you know, for for something, that's like sure. really this... people pay a lot of money to watch people fight. Yeah. That's it's just like, always it, been that. Yeah, way. Yeah, that's it true. Is, it is. You, just, know, they, you know, that's where the view. big mo- bucks come from. But you know, back then you only had a few federations, and 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 the fights were really sort of like few and far between. So they would be very high profile ones. Now you have you know TV shows that are going on every week. That have guys fighting, gotcha. and and, and so no, that's not staged, common. right? No, so it is not. <laughs> no, it, well, I <laughs> guess it. could be. I guess it could be. It could we be. don't.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, I know what fans get upset when they pay, you know, fifty bucks or whatever to watch it on TV. You know, for pay per view. That's how real
3: Yeah, and it's over in thirty seconds. Well, yeah. that's why mm-hmm. wrestling, professional wrestling, still has a place. Because you go to a professional wrestling match, you know you're going to get at least the attempt to be entertained for three hours. That's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and points. stuff is drawn out, and maybe, you know, it's not as realistic a fight. But you understand, a realistic fight should be over in, like, about 10 seconds. Well, mm. well yeah, it depends on you know, how how good your opponent is, but...
1: Um, yeah, it's amazing when I watch TV. Uh, when I was a kid, I'd, I'd watch. I go, I go. Okay, there's about three minutes left to go. The guy's got to get pinned in the next three <laughs> minutes. Well, you know? they can always
3: say we'll uh, we'll show the remainder of the highlights on next week. But
1: yeah, uh, yeah, it didn't really happen. How much does it cost to to attend a, a wrestling? It's match? getting
3: there. It, it used to be such affordable entertainment. That's one of the reasons why I got involved in indie wrestling because they could provide uh, less, lower price tickets. The families. Can how, go how much to. is it nowadays? But now to go to a WWE show, probably for just like way up their seats is probably twenty five dollars. And wow, and getting down to the lower levels, like for WrestleMania thirty yeah, that yeah. we had out here, people were paying five six thousand dollars a seat. That's Whoa. That, that's like a
1: that's like a real yeah. you know playoff baseball yeah going or, going yeah, yeah. to a
3: playoff game or almost Holy Super Bowl smokes. type prices.
2: Guys, I hate to say it though. I I mean I this I find this all this stuff kind of morbidly fascinating but yeah. the fact that people enjoy watching other people yeah. beat each other up to me is, is Hello, better than, than me better yeah. than me <laughs> yeah. no but, but I mean but um, you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm yeah. this is the inner me speaking sure. I'm a, I'm a peaceful guy yeah. I realize it's human nature Yeah, you know, it well, is it's, it's d- during it's the, the, the Roman beast. Coliseum I mean oh, they, they used the gladiators f-
1: 300,000 people yeah. would yeah. show up yeah, and, yeah. And, and can you I mean there was not as many people there you know there was well, still to watch to watch
2: maybe 40 guys on the on the turf not the turf but on the on the field of play, or whatever they called it, the yeah. dirt down there, maul each other and kill each other. It's not yeah. just
3: here. I mean, yeah. think about the Aztecs. They yeah. had their uh, yeah. that, that basketball oh, game yeah. where the losers died. Yeah, that's right. You they had know, their heads cut off. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm the exact opposite of you, Bruce, and, and in the sense wrong that I'm that? fascinated. It but is fast. Well, it is fascinating. I gravitate uh, towards that stuff. It that is stuff fascinating to but, me. Is the science
1: and tell me what's wrong with killing the losing team? <laughs> I, I, I don't see a problem with that. You, you, you play to <laughs> win. Hello, sales. t-shirt
3: sales are terrible. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you get rid of the winning t- championship uh. <laughs> team a year later, and uh. who's
1: going to hey, want to buy t-shirts? What happened right. to that? Remember the soccer player from? He uh, was I think he was a, I think it was a goalie. Uh, uh, he was from a, from Columbia, Columbia. Yeah, yeah, you know, he
2: got uh, he, back home and they had been upset, he, and he, yeah. some guy came up
1: and shot him. Yeah, he, g- him. I mean, and it was because he, like, he knocked it into his own goal. Yeah, yeah. You know? not, Don't
3: think that that you know there weren't probably some drunken threats sent towards Matt Ryan for not getting the job done. Oh, yeah. You know, against Tom sure. Brady. You know, yeah. they, they oh, people yeah. will and, go oh, insane. Oh, which
2: by over
1: the way, things. I, you remember on the air, I predicted thirty-seven, thirty-one, New England. Oh, I was off God. by three points yeah. on each one. That was I
2: mean, it's what is it? Three weeks ago, that was. The greatest Super Bowl of all time. That, that was that was pretty. It annoying. really was, except the
3: ending. Yeah. Well, if I you
2: were lost, if I you an Atlanta, Atlanta fan, if you were yeah, I an Atlanta lost 10 fan. Bucks, so. okay. if, if you were an Atlanta fan, it was the worst. <laughs> but you know, Atlanta is a weird sport. We got to talk about Atlanta sometimes. Uh, it's a strange okay. So we we got to right.
1: cut to our last commercial break. Who was the first reliever ever elected to the Hall of Fame? All right, oh, stay question. with us. Sports Econ 101. will be right back with some closing comments.
10: 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today,
1: I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Uh, Last trivia question. Baseball, who was the first reliever elected to the Hall of Fame? I
3: think it was Raleigh Fingers. No. And I was going to say Dennis Eckersley. No. Why don't you ask some wrestling questions? Hoyt, oh, Hoyt Wilhelm. Hoyt Wilhelm. There you yeah. go. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hoyt you know, Wilhelm. I should have asked some
2: wrestling questions. Hoyt Wilhelm pitched until he was about 45, and I remember yeah, seeing him, him come into a game against the Giants in 71 when the Dodgers and Giants were fighting for the NL West, and he got Willie Mays on a strikeout with a knuckleball. Yeah, he's a knuckleball pitcher. Yeah, and I it that. didn't end the game, but it pretty much ended a threat late in the game when the Giants were on the verge of coming back, and it was I was listening on the radio. I just gotten home from backpacking in the mountains, and I'm listening. It was a hot September night, about <laughs> wow. 100 degrees, and we're sitting out on our deck listening to this. And I'm, oh, Willie! But of hey, course, hey, Willie yeah. was 40, and Hoyt Wilhelm was 45. So two old lions coming right. at it, you know.
1: And uh, in fact, uh, if he didn't uh, Hoyt didn't even start his career until he was almost 30.
2: Yeah, he pitched uh, a lot, a fair amount in minor leagues, but he really uh, he had a great career, and with the New York Giants, by the way, uh, originally.
1: Well, Russell Jackman for uh, Wrestling, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we're going to uh, invite you back for next week. Uh, we're going to have a doctor on we want to talk Wonderful. to about uh, sports injuries. Sports yeah, if of, anyone wants business. to find out
3: more about what I'm doing, you yeah. can go to Wrestling for Charity. Um, you can find that on on the web and also on Facebook. Very cool. good.
1: Thank you very All much. Right. Okay, here's our baseball thoughts for the day. Playing baseball is not real life. It's a fantasy world. It's a dream come true said, Dale Murphy. Oh, yeah. good, good class act. And I think about baseball when I wake up in the morning. I think about it all day, and I dream about it at night. The only time I don't think about it is when I'm playing it,
2: said Carl Ustremski. Oh, he was such a curmudgeon. I'll tell you some stories about him sometime. Very difficult guy to deal really? with this he just, now, know, At the end, though, me- he mellowed out. Yeah, just a curmudgeon.
1: He's still alive, isn't he?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Great player, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, the, the guy that led the Red Sox to the— to the impossible dream season of 67. Uh, yeah, and,
1: and prior to uh, uh, Miguel Cabrera, the last guy to hit uh, for the Triple Crown, right? Oh,
2: that's right. Very good knowledge mm-hmm. there. Yeah. 1967, he was a Triple Crown winner in Not the American bad. League. During, uh, right before the the era of the, the pitcher. The mound. But, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay,
1: tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week.
2: Good
8: night, America. So long.